Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Coach's Corner. I'm Coach Andrew Poritz from Ingenuity Coaching. I help people to discover and fulfill their passions and greatness. My mission, to inspire and challenge you to dream big dreams. And with my coaching, help you to manifest those dreams into reality. You can visit my website at www.myfuturecoach.com and follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash coachandrew. If you're listening live and you have a question, the phone number here is 646-929-2893. You'll be able to listen to the show on the phone, and if you press the number 1, this will let me know you have a question. We also have a live chat room right on the show page where you can feel free to join in. Tonight's guest is life relationship coach Emily Livelsberger, a woman who has overcome the challenges of blindness. We'll learn how she's done this, how it's impacted her coaching style, and we'll get some of Emily's tips on relationships. You can learn more about Emily at truthandperspective.com. Emily, are you with me? I am. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm excellent. How are you tonight? Doing well. So tell us where you hail from. Well, originally I'm actually from the Adirondacks, way, way upstate New York, far, far away from the city. Mm-hmm. in the mountains, and uh, originally from there, and about a year ago, my husband and I moved to Maryland, so we now live in Columbia, Maryland. Oh, okay. Now, can you tell me, for our bonus round, which president of the United States was in the Adirondacks mountain climbing when he learned that he was about to become the president of the United States? I have no idea. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, Theodore know. Roosevelt. Theodore Roosevelt when oh, uh, when McKinley had been shot, and it took almost two weeks until he actually ended up dying, and they thought he was going to be okay. Teddy Roosevelt went mountain climbing because he was that kind of guy. Wow! Now, which <laughs> mountain had, was he climbing? In the Adirondacks, and he had, they had to go and find him uh, and climb up and find him and say, uh, "Mr. Roosevelt, you are now the president of the United States." Wow! Yeah. I just thought I'd share that with you. It just popped into my head. Cool. So uh, you are a life and relationship coach, and how long have you been doing that? Well, I've been coaching for a really long time Mm -hmm. in terms of what coaching is. Um, But professionally, it's actually pretty new for me. Um, Just within the last year, the beginning of the year, I decided that I was going to make this my career. Mm, Excellent. Yeah. And uh, and so you said you've been tr- you've been coaching for a long time. Mm-hmm. So you know, I know for me, I was coaching for years before I discovered that <laughs> I was coaching. Absolutely. So I, yeah. I took a I took a I took some sort of a, a, an aptitude thing on on becomeacoach.com dot com and said you, mm-hmm. you're already a coach. It's about time already- you paid for it. Yeah. So you, I would imagine that you went to some sort of got some sort of training. I did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently completed all my uh, live training. I have a couple more little things to send in uh, paperwork-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I completed my, my live training and my teleclasses, everything like that, um, through IPEC, which stands for Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching. Nice. It's like an eight-month process. Yes, that's a good name. Mm-hmm. And that's what my – I was going to make a really bad joke. I'm taking it back. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> that's okay. Um, so one, the, obviously one of the things that uh, attracted me to have you on my show was when I learned that you have uh, a, a big challenge in life. So I would like to hear more 
about uh, your blindness. Yeah, I was going to say I have lots of challenges. Which one would you like to hear about? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, we'll start cool. with this one. We'll start yeah, with the okay. Bees. Yeah, so um, I was born visually impaired. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty much blind. I just use the term visually impaired because it, you know, maybe sounds better or it's easier mm-hmm. to say for me. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> um, so I basically can't see very much at all. Um, I have some perception of color, uh, light. Uh, my husband actually is colorblind, and sometimes we'll go shopping and we'll argue over what color something is. Mm-hmm. And so it's really funny because we'll call over, like, salespeople and be like, can you tell me, is this, like, pink or red, you know? And so that's, that's a fun thing we do. And, and so what do, you, what do you see, like, when you look at a, a person? Right. So when I look at a person, um, I see, like, what color they're wearing or at least my perception of what color they're wearing. And then um, other than that, they kind of look like a, like a, a pole, you know? Okay. Um, <laughs> like just a tall thing, um, mm-hmm. unless they're sitting down. You know, uh, I can see faces, but again, unless I really agonize over the detail, I'm not really going to notice any detail of the face, other than it's like you know a face. It's a it's a right. flesh colored blob um, surrounded by a frame of hair. You know, that's really right. what I see. Okay, so there's like some some vision there, but you like so you but you can you can't read. Is that correct? That's correct, yep. I actually use um, auditory software, which mm-hmm. reads things to me. Um, you know, it's pretty good for what it is. Um, and some people are familiar with the iPhone. Uh, I use um, what's called VoiceOver. Not Siri, that's different. Right. Um, it's VoiceOver. And it actually reads, like, all the menus on the wow. phone, which is liberating because, mm-hmm. um, you know, in this world, everything, there's so much to be read, right? And it comes across visually on all these touch screens and sure. all these devices. And uh, until the iPhone, really, um, there were there were options, but the iPhone is seamless. I mean, I can mm-hmm. literally take something out of the same box that my sighted friend buys, right, and I can use it, and that's pretty cool. So I had to get one. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I'll, I'll shamelessly promote them. Okay. No, that, that's very cool. So um, so not being able to – oh, no, by the way, do you, do you read Braille? I do read Braille, um, but it would take a really long time to read anything uh, substantial in Braille. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's so big, and people right. don't realize, like, if you were to take, like, a book, like, let's take the Bible, for example, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be floor-to-ceiling volumes of Braille. Wow. To get maybe not even the full Bible. Um, that might even be New Testament. I don't even know. Um, so it's just huge. It's very cumbersome, and it takes a long time to read. I'm just not that patient. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so luckily for you, you've come around at, at a time in history where we have a lot more uh, things that are available for somebody who has yeah. that kind of a challenge. Sometimes I feel like I was born in the wrong era, you know, and I'm like, oh, wow, you know, musically, you know, whatever. And and then I think, wow, but then I wouldn't be able to read an right. email. I wouldn't be able to read a letter mm-hmm. Someone writes me. That's huge. So you know, maybe yeah. maybe God did know what He was doing and having me be born right now. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> so what I, what really uh, you know gets me curious is um, when it comes to learning. Like we had a we had a, we briefly had in New York a a blind governor. Yes. And I, I used to marvel at the fact that this man could take in all this information. By you know by ear and be able to process it and, and memorize things that I can't even imagine with sight being able to memorize. So I'm wondering how 
how do would, tell me a little bit about your learning process using using your ears well thankfully i am created to be an auditory learner now mm-hmm. i'm a i'm of the belief that um Luckily, it seems like most blind people that kind of works out for, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I tend to perceive things auditorily mm-hmm. um, and memorize a lot. But, you know, I've also developed that skill because I've had to. Um, right. I think some of it's a natural gift, and then I think some of it is because I've had to develop it. I don't really get a choice. And what mm-hmm. I do notice is when I resort to writing things down and taking notes, I do lose a little bit of that. So in some way, you know, through college and stuff, in some way I realized it's almost better not to take notes because then I lose some of that perceptive ability. Hmm. Uh, but I would definitely say I, I probably process auditorily and I do a lot of memorizing, yeah. So what was um, so what was college like? You know, college was really interesting. I found um, probably my my second love, which is uh, psychology and um I started to actually love school for the first time. So academically, I loved it. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I really um, had to kind of work some things out, you know, test taking. I remember actually at one time was an interesting story. Um, I used to be given um, scribes for my tests. So they'd read it and they'd write down um, what I said was the answer. Well, this one test was, uh, I think it was adolescent psychology. And I flunked it. And um, which wasn't necessarily uncommon for me to flunk a class. I, mm-hmm. I went through a really rough time in college, so you know this particular time I wasn't. But I remember we went through the answers, and I was like, oh wow, I, I knew that, I knew that, I knew that. So I got someone to go over the test with me, and the person marked down the wrong responses. So wow. like I said B, and they marked down D, you know, and they just weren't paying attention because really it was some student that was hired to do this, right? Mm-hmm. And so. <laughs> I learned the hard way. Um, I retook it, and I did fine. But um, I learned different ways to do things, and I learned very quickly that no one's really going to stand up for myself as well as I do. And uh, that was probably the biggest lesson I learned. That's a great lesson. Yeah. You know, it's funny, you you, you, you talking about this, uh, you know, having uh, the, the student write down the wrong response for you, and it, one of the things I, I often, when I watch television or I have the television on, I sometimes turn the sound off and turn on the closed captioning. Right, right. Um, and I'll do that because, you know, I don't want the sound on or I'm doing something else. I just want to look up. Or sometimes because I had the sound too low and I can't hear it that well, and I'll be able to double-check that. I just hear that right. So I'll have the closed captioning on. And what I have discovered, because I have both the sound on and the closed captioning on, that a lot of the time that's not what they're saying really. Like yeah. somebody's either screwing it up or mm-hmm. taking shortcuts or taking liberties mm-hmm. uh, to the point that I'm I'm sort of uh, annoyed. I'm going, people who can't hear, they have no idea that that's happening. Right, right. Yeah. That makes, wow. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, I wonder if you hadn't if checked that, if you hadn't gone over that, that test, you would never have known that somebody, right. you know, led you astray. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I know that stenographers do a lot of the closed captioning work, so I know that the stenograph is a you know kind of shorthand um, yes. machine, and I'm wondering if that's um, somewhat responsible for the inaccuracies. I don't know. I don't know. It could be, but I mean, I just I I I sometimes also sense that there's some editorializing going on. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> uh, and it's just like it's uh, it's unfair. 
Because mm-hmm. you know, why why shouldn't anybody be able to hear exactly or see what exactly what is being being said? Yeah, and I definitely I think that applies to uh, in my case. There are definitely disadvantages that I'm at at times, but mm-hmm. then at times there are advantages too. So I think that was maybe one of the second most important lessons I learned <clears> in college <throat> is that the advantages and the disadvantages really do cancel out. And um, in the end, I feel like it's all pretty equal, you know. Um, well, what are some of the advantages? Well, the advantages, uh, one advantage that I found really early on, not so much related to college, but um, I have to get rides everywhere, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am in a community where public transportation is not um, very great necessarily, and I grew up even even worse <laughs> of an environment. Mm. So um, I always got rides with people, and I do. And that's an awesome opportunity to get to know them better. You know, someone that I might not necessarily get an opportunity to talk with in depth we now have a 20-minute car ride, so we get to know each other very well. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge advantage um, just because I love people and I love getting to know them. Um, I mean, there are tons of them. There are tons of advantages. I would imagine that, you know, okay, so you're you're a coach. I'm a coach. Mm-hmm. Right now we're speaking on the phone. I, I coach primarily over the phone. Right, absolutely. Um, so I would imagine that, because you're 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 not dist- maybe let's say distracted by even vision mm-hmm. um that you've had to hone much more of your intuition and listening skills absolutely and i i I've often wondered how much of that is a a blind thing right, and how much of it is just a gift. Uh, in general, and I think I'd still probably have the intuitive gifting um but I do think that it it is convenient that I don't have to get distracted by my vision mm-hmm. uh that is definitely cool and um definitely in telecounseling or telecoaching or whatever, I think it is a huge advantage because my auditory perceptions are just they're there they're mm-hmm. on, and I can hear a person within like one or two seconds, the first or second word they say, I can tell, you know, basically I can assess how they're doing. I can tell a lot about them. And people in this world, I feel, I was actually having a conversation with someone the other day about this. You know, we're visual people. We're visual perceptors and um, we we give off things visually. So we're really good at, I'm really good at smiling and putting on a visually happy face, right, Mm -hmm. so that people will perceive, oh, Emily's doing good today. Good. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's great. The problem is, is that, you know, I might not be doing great. And so um, maybe it's a problem, maybe it's not. But in coaching, and especially over the phone, I'm going to hear, I'm going to get to the heart of the issue really quickly because I can hear it. And that's something, you know, that is a huge advantage in my situation. Yeah, and and to answer what you were in the beginning of this piece of the conversation, you're wondering how much of this is your blindness, how much of this is the gift. And, you know, I not being blind can tell you that it's certainly a skill of mine that I, and that I have developed yes. over time. So I'm I'm sure the gift has a lot to do with it. Yeah, I think so too. And And I, you know, I definitely don't live there in terms of my blindness. You know, I think that, um, well, I don't even like to take ownership of it, right? In in terms of the blindness, it's not Mm -hmm. blind. I don't own it. Um, I don't want to own it. You know, I'm a coach. Mm -hmm. I'll own that, you know? Right. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And I I would imagine there are, like, like myself, I'm sure you've had clients you've never even met. 
Absolutely. And unless you tell them, they have no idea. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's that's the thing I have kind of struggled with on occasion, you know, when do I say it, when do I not? And that's just a personal preference mm-hmm. thing that I'm actually just trying to work out. Um, I One of the advantages is that it is something that sets me apart. Hey, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take that, I'll use that. Sure. Um, I don't just want to use that, though, because, you know, I'm a coach and I'm a good coach, <clears> and so... Um, but mm-hmm. here's something. I think what what the biggest thing that the blind aspect of myself brings to the coaching table is that I have I have years beyond my experience um, in terms of I mean years beyond my age. Mm-hmm. So I have experience beyond my years is what I was trying to say. Yeah, and, and I knew you meant that, and my yeah, brain uh, yeah. translated it. That's why I didn't stop. <laughs> you got it. You know, um, because I really feel that that relates. I've been through a lot. And most of that is because due to being blind, I've been through a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, I actually got a question came in from the uh, chat room. Great. Does Emily belong to a coaching association? If so, I noticed that Emily does coaching and counseling with the new requirements of the International Coaching Federation. Did she have to choose between coaching and counseling? Hmm. So... I do not currently belong to an association. Um, I'm making some decisions about that currently mm-hmm. uh, regarding, you know, what direction I want to go with that, who I want to belong to, that sort of thing. Um, yes, that's an interesting question, though, regarding the coaching and counseling. I actually had a background regarding um, counseling, and my 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 former career, I guess, was mm-hmm. in counseling. Mm-hmm. I did um, substance abuse counseling. And I started in an inpatient um, drug and alcohol unit as an intern, and I loved it. It was I, it was just an amazing experience seeing people really get clean and sober and start to actually come out of their shell and start to even, even flourish and thrive was just an amazing thing to see and just be a part of. And... Um, from there, I actually, uh, we, we had to relocate due to my husband's job and mm-hmm. got a job in an outpatient facility. And I worked outpatient drug and alcohol counseling for approximately four years at two mm-hmm. different facilities. And I ended up resigning uh, to basically be a full-time mom uh, after I got pregnant with my second. And I I really missed it. But on the other hand, I knew there was something else that, I was really called to do. I didn't quite know what it was. Although I had heard of life coaching before, I just didn't quite really, you know, put it together. Right. Um, And when I did put it together, it made perfect sense because when I did drug and alcohol counseling, I realized that people get clean and sober, okay, and then they really can figure out who they are. And to me, it was always an identity issue. If people are clean and sober, but they have no concept of their identity, mm-hmm. usually it's a good bet they're going to go back to substance use. Right. Uh, because who are they, you know? Um, and so I love that idea, that, that concept of identity formation and development. <laughs> and their identity now is not a drug addict. It is not even just a recovering addict. 
I always encourage people to figure out who are you under that. And that's why I say I've been coaching for a long time. Mm. That was a lot of that process for me. Um, and I think that's what clients really saw in me. It wasn't about, oh, did you, you know, did you slip up? Did you drink? Did you, you know, it was, who are you? How are you doing? You know, and let's check in with the substance use because that is why we're here. Right. But those other two questions came first. Got it. Okay. So uh, compared to counseling, what I would imagine you're doing some uh, – dealing with a whole different type of, of clientele now with coaching. Mm-hmm. I am, yes. Um, and, you know, my niche is still kind of finding me, so to speak, a little mm-hmm. bit. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's how it works, right? <laughs> so, I'm very familiar with that. Yeah, yeah. So um, – but the clientele are very different in terms of, I mean, I believe, though, an addict can be anybody. You know, mm-hmm. there are rich addicts, poor addicts, um, educated, uneducated. And so in that sense, no. But in the sense that my clients are very motivated um, as a coach, because that's by definition, you know, we work with people who want to see results. Um, that wasn't always the case in, in my drug and alcohol counseling background. And we worked with a lot of people who were mandated to treatment. So I'm certainly not working with people who are mandated to coaching. Um, that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> right. So, that, would, that would be unusual. That would be weird, yeah. Um, but I also took a different spin with it. Um, I decided I didn't want to live in the world of recovery, although I loved it. I loved mm-hmm. my work in that, and I would not uh, be opposed to working with clients in recovery because we can be in recovery from anything, right? I mean, I'm in recovery from stuff. It's just not drugs and alcohol. Sure. Um, that's not my particular problem in life. So, um, but, you know, so in that way, in that way they're similar, but I chose to focus on life coaching and relationship coaching. Thus the term life and relationship coach. Sure. You know, by the way, uh, you know, I've done a lot of you know, uh, seminars. I've participated in uh, ten gazillion trainings over the past thirty something years. Um, I've done a lot of work at Landmark Education with the forum, and I did find that there were a lot of people there who had been, you know, in recovery. Well, I guess you, you're always in recovery, but they had gone through all those programs, and they were now at this the next phase of their life where they're they've they've put that past. Now they're they're building some something completely new. Yes. Which uh, which I and I, I I would say I got a lot of my training aside from specific coaching training at um, at ICA. I got a lot of training from things like Landmark. Mhm. Yeah. So I did find a a, a big a bit of a, you know, a symmetry there between people who had been able to conquer that sort of uh challenge in life of of substance abuse of whatever it was or whatever addiction they were and now they were and they would admit it i mean that's obviously i i i'm only going to know this because somebody said i am in recovery or i am in the aa or whatever they're in Mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense it's kind of a rebirth experience Mm -hmm. sure Mm -hmm. so now by the way uh before when you had mentioned that you you can listen to somebody for like one word you can tell them how how they're doing <laughs> yeah. How am I doing? Tell me tell How me what you're you picking doing? up. I want to hear. You know, uh I think you you're doing okay. 
You know, you're not okay, having a, an off-the-top day, though. Um, okay. you know. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> but you're doing all right. You're now, not you can't use our uh, pre-call uh, information for that. Uh, no, you know, because, but I, 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 I kind of called you on that anyway, didn't I? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, I guess you did. Well, I did yeah. say, like, yeah, pretty good day, good day, an okay yeah. day. Yeah, but for a lot of people, that passes, you know. Sure. But I, I, I do feel, though, that I probably would have been able to pick up on that. Yeah, I think because you, you, I'm, I'm, I'm still a little damp from the rain, you know, and I think that's yeah. what you picked up on. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, okay. And how am I doing now? <laughs> oh, now you're you're faking it, and you're trying to sound like you're doing it. Hey! <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Movie Phone. <laughs> yes. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, so you you um, became uh, you know you said a life and relationship coach. So tell me about the relationship coaching. Yeah. So I started uh, my coach training to become certified because I believe in having some credentials mm-hmm. uh, behind myself as part of my authenticity and part of my legitimacy. So I uh, started and loved it, loved everything I learned about life coaching. Thought it was great. Life purpose. It's all very important. Identity. Whatever. Great. Then um, there was actually a teleclass. Uh, we had weekly teleclasses that we were supposed to um, pr- um, participate mm-hmm. in. And this one was on relationships. And everything that was said about relationships just it resonated with me. And I was like, wow, you know, this is really what I'm supposed to do. And um, I actually emailed a friend of mine and was like, hey, I'm a relationship coach. You know, that's really what I am, and uh, it's really what I I thrive in. I, I'm not afraid of conflict. Um, and that was one of the things that really stood out to me. She, the, the presenter said, now, a lot of people, you know, are really often turned away from relationship coaching because they don't want to have to deal with the conflict. I'm like, I don't mind conflict. Sign me up, you know. Because, you know, it's just, it's a fact of life. It's going to happen in a great relationship or a really bad one. It's just, you know, conflict's part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and some conflict is healthy. We can learn some of our best lessons through conflict. And so, um, so I, I just, it, it just clicked. And the more I started to really figure it out in my head and really plan out my practice and how things were going to work, um, I had some opportunities to coach uh, through relationship issues with some of my clients that I was working with at the time, and it was just really neat. I loved it, and uh, got a lot of positive feedback from them as to what it did for them. And um, you know, that's the most important to me is what my clients say. And um, so, you know, I, I I realized life and relationship work together because life is great, and you know we can. Go to a life coach and figure out um, identity issues. Okay, who am I? What's my purpose? Then that is going to carry over into my relationship as well because suddenly I might have completely new motivations for my life, new direction for my Mm -hmm. life. It's going to affect my husband. It's going to affect my family. It's going to affect my relationship with him. So the best way to have a thriving relationship really is to have a great relationship with yourself an honest relationship with yourself. Being that I have an open and honest relationship with myself, mm-hmm. I can have an open and honest relationship with my husband and um, and other people that I would like to have a relationship. So now, when you're when you're uh, relationship coaching, do you generally coach a couple or singles or you know, well, I mean one partner or how does that work? I, I like coaching couples, mm-hmm. um, but relationship. 
I use the term to define really any anyone that you are in a relationship with, right? Mm-hmm. We are in different types of relationships with different types of people. Right. Um, the the focus for me, though, in my practice is really relationship with yourself, relationship with your spouse, relationship with your children. Those are the three that I've chosen to focus mm-hmm. on. And now, if your relationship with your with your children is does that include the children or not? No, the children wouldn't really be part of the coaching process. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there could be an instance, like maybe if I was working with a mom and a teenager, let's say, um, you know, I could maybe see that if if that seemed appropriate. And I think I would just have to make that judgment call you know, with with the, the parent. Um, right. But usually, no, it's more. Uh, working with parents who who really want to help their children to really develop their identity um, in order to thrive later in life. I have a, a huge theory that um, our identity is, well, we're given the best scenario for success mm-hmm. if we're allowed, if we're given the space to develop our identity early in life. Um, I, I really experienced that, actually. My parents, I don't know if they knew it. I think maybe they did, maybe they didn't. But they gave me a lot of space to figure out who I am, what my beliefs are, um, all those kind of components of identity. So I had some struggle in, in my life, some some big struggles. But I didn't get too carried away because I kind of had that to hone in on. Okay, right. well, who am I and is what I'm doing matching up with who I am? No or yes, you know, and so when the answer was no, I could kind of reel it in and kind of get things back into into perspective. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have that, though, I mean, I, I don't even know what would have happened with my life. I would not be where I am at the age I am. There's no way. Now, by the way, is the age you're at uh, a secret? No, I'm 29. Wow. Mm-hmm. Why, when I was your age... <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. I had to go there. Um, yeah, hey. So uh, I, what did I want to ask you about? Uh, you know, since you have the background in counseling and you're working with couples, so, now I, I, of course, will always will be able to talk about the differences between counseling and coaching sure. and all these things. But for people listening, mm. describe some of the differences between you know, coaching couples and counseling couples. Well, I didn't do a lot of counseling couples, to be mm-hmm. honest. I did have family sessions when I was counseling people in recovery, mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't to counsel the family, really. Um, right. It was really for educational purposes and really, you know, to help the family to understand the perspective of the recovering person. Um, that's really the focus, because we just didn't have any time, really, and we weren't family therapists. Um, but, you know, the the answer relevant to a textbook answer would sure. be uh, that, you know, in, in coaching couples, it's really based on the now, it's based on present, present mm-hmm. sense. We don't really go into a lot of past things. Well, 10 years ago, this happened and this happened and this happened. And that's, you know, basically, we don't want to relive that. Um, we don't need to relive that, really. This is in figuring out, okay, what's what's presenting? What's the problem? Let's understand it. So we'll, we'll touch on the past enough to understand it, but that's it. And then we're going to stay in the present with a focus moving on, moving forward. So it's on then how we're going to do that. It's not so much on why is this happening, 
um, what happened in the past to get us here. It's on the present moving forward. So that's really my focus in coaching relationships. So is there like this, like the, which what type of couple would come to a, a, a relationship coach as opposed to a relationship counselor? Yeah. So someone. Like what would be the situation? Yeah, the situation might be um, a couple that let's say they're really they're fine, they're doing okay, mm-hmm. they are functioning, they're going through life, and they have you know, a pretty good relationship, uh, but they know it can be better. Um, maybe they kind of feel that some of their drive in the relationship or their passion in the relationship is just sort of, you know, not not as there, not as present as it used to be. Um, and they kind of sense that. They both agree. They don't mm-hmm. really know what to do about it. But it's not like, you know, they're not, they're not like divorcing. Um, right. You know, they're just, you know, they want to kind of get back on track. Maybe they just sort of go through everyday life. You know, they get up, they get their kids ready for school, go through the normal every day, and they just don't seem to have time for each other anymore. Um, That's some of what it might look like to then uh, go see a a coach and talk to a coach and say, hey, look, you know, we love each other. We know that. We just want to get back on track. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think we might have a caller with a question. Ooh, that's really exciting. Yes. And calling from your area code, mm. the 410 Ooh. area code. Okay. So uh, caller on the 410 area code, I'm going to put you on so you can ask your question. Hello. I have a caller with a question. Hello. Ooh, that's really exciting. Hello. Oh, I'm hearing an echo in here, echo in here. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Hi, do you have a question? Well, actually, um, Emily coaches me, and I just wanted to say that she is an amazing, intuitive... Could you do me a favor and turn turn down the sound on your um, computer, because we're actually hearing that. Oh, I walked away. Yes, like, uh, just like on the radio. (laughs) Yes, and it's delayed. Yes, exactly. It's delayed, but um, so it was weird. While I was holding on, yes. <laughs> I'm hearing it in two different uh, that, places. That never happened to me before. So that that was kind of kind of bizarre. I've never been on, you know, called in to talk radio. Yeah. But you know, when Emily told me about this, I was like, oh wow, this is so cool. And then I'm seeing the thing. It says Coach Andrew, Coach Andrew. And the weirdest thing is, I just joined LinkedIn today, uh-huh. and you came up. Really? When, I, when you mentioned about Landmark, somehow, um, uh, you know, and I'm like, who is this guy? And then I saw the Landmark form, and then I'm seeing this thing, you know, Emily's telling me about it. I'm like, oh, my God, that's it. Your last name is Graham or something like that? I'm is that s- you? Graham? Yeah. No idea what you're, what you're referring to. Is that your last name? No. Oh, I'm sorry. No, okay. another another incredibly good-looking. Oh my God, who, who was really involved with Landmark? That's really weird. Okay, Thought no, it wasn't me. Anyhow, but Emily, when she's talking about relationships, I am going through a horrible divorce. Oh. After I gave up my business to go into the business. Mm-hmm. And grow, help to grow the business. And most people will say I'm probably the reason the business is still around for the last 20, uh, 23 years of my life. Mm-hmm. And um, and 
so and I have twin girls that have ADD and learning disabilities that have gone through a lot of ups and downs, especially since my husband and I separated Mm -hmm. two years ago. And honestly, Emily is the most amazingly intuitive, naturally intuitive, Mm. and and, and in such a way that it is so powerful that it, it has helped to save me. I'm telling you, and and I'm a really strong person, but she has helped me to see things. And there there was a time we actually had an argument where I brought up the same issue that you just did about her age. Oh, you Mm -hmm. couldn't possibly understand, you know, I'm going to be 55. I'm looking back now instead Mm -hmm. of forward like I was at your age. But, you know, so we we actually had a conflict over this. And, and... Went within, I was like, no, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. I wasn't willing to look at what she was saying. And when I, I had to leave to go somewhere, and I was like five minutes away, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in the car. I know what it is. You know, there is another way. Well, and it was like, oh, my God, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Mm. And Emily has the ability to really zero in, and and especially if you're someone like myself, you know, who's also in coaching and can you know understand it and and so have these aha moments. Right. Um, but I, I I have been incredibly lucky to have her in my life at this time because she has been such a wonderful friend and so helpful and. Um, you know, she is, I, I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart, she is an amazing person. She is, um, I mean, I've seen her in her personal life. Um, mm-hmm. um, I used to be in the design business, so right. I'm helping her. Emily's not completely blind, you know. She started ta- talking about decorating with me, and I'm like, she don't get that, you know. I can see colors. Right. Colors and, go and a long she way. Told me that, I was like, <laughs> my God, I never knew that that was even possible. Yeah. And 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 she's amazing. She is, you know, um, you know, she's very insightful. I think naturally, but you know, the fact that she has that keen sense of hearing, you know, that that she's. Uh, cultivated for a whole lifetime, um, and she and just her intuitive nature. Um, it's just an incredibly powerful combination that makes her an awesome coach, and she's going to be oh, that's great, very successful. And I really wish her all the luck in the world. Oh, Emily, you're going to have to take this little little piece here and put that on your an audio on your website. I think that's right. Hey. I'll give you a testimonial, Emily. <laughs> no, really, because I'm she's. She has helped me move forward. Her and a couple other people that, um, you know, without going into the details, I have sure. just been hit with a ton of stuff right. in the last year. Just at the time, and I'm trying to learn to, you know, I'm, I'm getting into coaching. Um, and mine is different. I am doing mm-hmm. um, small business but more employee relations. Right. So, um 
you know, but but Emily as as uh, you know someone who is on a personal level helping me. It's just been every single time she gives me something, you know, a nugget to think about. So how do you like to, do you have moment. any uh, question that you would ask, and especially now where you have a, you have one on the house right now? Hmm. <laughs> That's a tough one. Um, <laughs> but you should talk to her more about, um, you know, the relationship with someone with themselves. Okay. We, we, okay, that, because then that's where we're gonna go. I think that's where she's very powerful mm-hmm. in in you know what what she's I think trying to portray to you is it's relationships not just between two people but it's with yourself. Yeah, and that's a great point because I know like my mind I hear the word relationship I think. Right, you keep going woman. to couples, and because yeah, that's what I that's that's where my listening is around that mm-hmm. term. Right. Right. And, and so most thanks people for bringing would, that up. Most people would, but I'm just telling you that she has enabled me to see myself mm. in in a in a in a, in a and, and she's and I'm a very uh, determined person, you know, who's been, you know, had a had a bunch of stuff thrown at her, you know, in in. Uh, you know, about the time where she thinks she's going to be, you know, an easy street in her sure. life. I'm going to be 55 in January. So um, Emily just has enabled me to move forward in, in terms of, you know, not dwelling on the story. Right. She has helped me tremendously in in moving beyond that. And like I said, you know it's not just relationships between two yes. people. It's helping someone to cultivate a relationship with themselves mm-hmm. and see themselves and, and start to look at yourself differently and, and start to, uh, you know, so she, she was really good at that. And she's, like I said, and she can do stuff in, in, a, in one session that's, that's just, like, so powerful. That, that's that's she huge. she has that innate... That sixth sense. Mm-hmm. So with the relationship, the rela- if I can intrude, the relationship uh, with ourselves is, yeah, perhaps most important. And, and I, I was the same way when I first started um, talking about relationship coaching. I'm like, okay, so, you know, couples, you know, okay, maybe a, a parent and child or whatever parent working on the relationship with their child, even though the child might not be involved. It was all relationship. But then really as I started to really work more with clients, it really is that relationship with yourself, and that's really the starting ground. And that's the cool thing about that, then, is we can do relationship coaching, mm-hmm. even with just one person being present, which is nice, right? Because maybe the if it is a couple, maybe the wife isn't really on board, right? And sure. so got the husband there. All right, so let's mm-hmm. start. We'll start with the one person that we have, and hopefully the goal is, if it, if it is the couple's goal, that they're both there at some point. But it does, you know, largely revolve around a person's relationship with themselves. Absolutely. And now, by the way, uh, just to let you know, uh, you know, just a few months in January, you're turning 55. You will be able to get the the special discount at ten. <laughs> There you go. And I know that's I waited for that for years and the special discount where? Nothing okay. special nothing like a getting a like a discount on your moon over my hammies at, at Denny's. <laughs> 
That's, so you do have <laughs> something, something to look, to look forward, forward to. to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Nice. I, I, well, thanks so much. Thanks so much for uh, for calling in. I'm going to put you back on uh, on uh, mute now. Sure. Thanks a lot. Okay. Wow, that was really good. That, that was uh, quite a powerful uh, testimonial. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so how does that make you feel? Um, you know, I'm I'm pretty confident in in what I do. Mm-hmm. And uh I know that I can help people shift right. their lives. I know that. You know, so that really just backs that up for me. Um I really hope to be given the opportunity um uh, to help people really um make their own shifts and change their own lives because I really believe in this process. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I really feel it coming from you and, you know, from your heart. Mm-hmm. So it's a good thing. So I'd like to hear more about this um, relationship with yourself. What are some things you've been able to to uh, help people create in that area? Oh, wow. So, yeah. Okay. So when we're talking about identity, and a lot of times I realize that our society focuses so much on what someone does, you know, first Two minutes you meet someone, you know, mm-hmm. so what do you do? Right. Where do you work, you know? Uh, and our identity is more than that. I've uh, seen a couple people really shift in awareness of their identity. I am more than my job, whatever that job is. I've seen it several times, both mm-hmm. in, you know, even when I was working as a counselor, right? I am more than a recovering addict. So that might be a part of what I do, or even maybe who I am, depending on what we choose to acknowledge and within ourselves. But it's really about the bigger picture. Who am I? Okay, so then the question becomes, who am I? Mm-hmm. What is our identity made up of? It's made up of our value system. It's made up of, you know, what we like to do. Um, but then what we like to do is a conscious choice. It's what we're deciding to do to express who we really are on the inside. And that's the difference. So many times we're wandering through the world doing, you know, through, through the world doing what we're told we should do. And we do it. And mm. we maybe even do it very well. Right. But there's no passion in it. So can you, uh, you know, obviously without revealing anything uh, too sure. confidential, but can you think of a real specific adva- example of something that's gone on in your coaching in this area? I mean, I've, I've really kind of already said it, um, mm-hmm. you know, in, and I, I, yeah, you're right. I don't want to get too specific. Yes. Um, but really, that has been a common thread. Um, I am more than what I do every day from nine to five. That's been a very specific, mm-hmm. very common thread in a lot of my coaching. And then right. helping someone to recognize then who they are. And then the really fun part, okay, so how are you going to express that in the world? And putting that together with the person, helping the person get excited about, you know, their their life, their, you know, their new life. And helping them to develop their plan for how they're going to express their true identity. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's great. Yeah. It's really neat. So we're getting uh, close to the uh, end of our time. So, uh, so first of all, is there anything that you would like to share in particular, and how people might reach you? Is there anything that that's about Absolutely. to happen for you that you'd like people to Absolutely. know about? Yeah, there's a couple things that are going to be going on. Um, my uh, 
My website is truthandperspective.com. So Truth and Perspective is my um, my company name. Mm-hmm. And that website has all my contact information. And uh, people, I, I always like to hear from people. You know, even if you just want to kind of talk and learn a little bit more about who I am, anything, you know. I've got some I've got some time and I'll give you some. So uh I'd love okay. to do that. Um, in terms of events, upcoming things, I, I've put together a workshop actually regarding the development of your children's identity. And it really provides some real practical skills uh that you can start to implement in the lives of your children. Um and this is really applicable anywhere from I would say, you know, preschool age up until, you know, early early teen years and even even beyond. Even teen years could, you know, I mean, teenagers are kind of set in their ways, but it's never too late, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I put together a workshop. I'm actually presenting it um, through through uh, a women's ministry, actually, event um, coming up in the end of the month in October, and there's some more information regarding that um, on my website. But I'm going to be presenting that a lot. Um, some of it might be teleclass format and some of it um, will probably be in person. So I'd love to hear any comments um, regarding preferences on that. Um, I'm really excited about this and uh, hope to hope to meet a lot of people through it and hope to really start changing some, some lives and, uh, and building relationships and just helping kids to really figure out who they are early on. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I, where were you when I was a kid? <laughs> Besides, in the minus, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the minus side. <laughs> wow, never too late. Never too late. Well, I, I, I like to say, you know, I have a very big inner child. Mm-hmm. Actually, okay. you know, we like to watch cartoons together. Yeah. Hey. Nice. So, well, uh, Emily, I would like to very much thank you for thank being you on my show me. tonight. This was, uh, you know, really good. I had a great time talking with you. Same here. Thank you. And I'm glad your your client called in because that was a very enlightening conversation. Definitely. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. So we will be back here uh, in about a week here on Coach's Corner. Again, my name is Andrew Poritz, known as Coach Andrew, and I can be found at myfuturecoach.com and on Twitter at Coach Andrew. And by the way, Emily, do you have a Twitter? I do not yet. Um, okay. Twitter, I don't know if it's accessible for uh, visually impaired users or not, but I'm going to be in the process of looking into that. So. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine that it's not. It's, you know, it I, might be I noisy. Certain, right, I am I'm certainly on Facebook, <laughs> Facebook, and uh, you know, LinkedIn, and all those kinds of things, but not Twitter as of now. Okay, and don't you definitely uh, we must Facebook one another. Definitely, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Great. So thanks again, Emily, and we'll be back here next week. Thanks a lot, everyone, and good night.